Good morning and welcome back to St Anne's Wednesday Midweek Reflections. It's great that you're able to join us once again. And I thought today that we would continue looking through the Psalms. Uh, We've been doing these for the last few weeks now. And today I'm going to look at the, the last Psalm in the book of Psalms, which is Psalm 150. Psalm 150. So let me read that to you now. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in case you haven't gathered, Psalm 150 is a psalm of praise, of real praise. Um, I think many Christians are actually limited in their devotion to God. One vital aspect is often missing because we're too busy uh, perhaps thinking about asking God for this or for that. And the missing element is praise. It shouldn't be tagged on at the end of our prayers, which it so often is. Praise should be the mark of the people of God. And it should be something that we do naturally. If God is inviting us to enjoy him, then we should be praising him. Psalm 150 is one of the great hymns of praise. It's one of a group of five psalms, actually. Psalm 146 uh, of individual praise. 147 is communal praise. 148 is universal praise. 149 is uh, missionary praise. I think our Christian lives should begin and end with praise. Praise the Lord. So let's take a look at this Psalm 150 together. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his holiness. The psalm says something about how we should approach God. The Jews would come once a year into the temple, into the Holy of Holies. And they came in reverence. And they came with the utmost respect. I wonder, do we do that? So often I think we treat God a bit like a big brother. God is holy. God is pure. And this is actually quite difficult to describe. Uh, We think of the unsearchable, the incomprehensible, the incomparable, the wonderful, the great, the powerful, the almighty, the otherness of God. God's holiness is a mystery that we can't fully grasp or fully understand. Isaiah, he saw the Lord high and lifted up in that amazing vision in chapter 6. He saw saw the sheer wonder and majesty and holiness of God. One seraph cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Isaiah was reminded in that moment of his own unworthiness as he stood in the presence of God and he cried out, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. What did the Lord do? He sent his messengers who touched Isaiah and made him clean. He took away his guilt and his sin, and he was made right in God's sight. 
praise the Lord in his holiness. We are to praise the God of unapproachable holiness. The Father God who sent his only Son to make us clean. Who took away our guilt and our sin that we might praise the Lord. We're called to praise him in his mighty firmament in the sky, the vault of heaven. When we praise the Lord, we meet with those saints who've gone before us. They mingle their praises with ours. What an amazing song that should be. Earth and heaven are one together in this. God's glory fills the earth and the heavens, the entire universe. Our praise should do the same. We should be able to praise God at all times and in all places. We can't limit our praise to a building or, or to a set time. No, we're called to praise God in all things. Why should we praise the Lord? Well, the psalm reminds us that we are to praise him for his mighty deeds. His two greatest works, I suppose, were of creation and redemption. All his other great works, they fit into these two categories. Praise God for his mightiness. Our God is not small. We so often put God in a box. We limit him to what our own mind thinks. God is way bigger than what we can imagine. The Jews would recall their redemption at Passover time, the Exodus, when the blood of the Lamb saved them from the angel of death in Egypt, when God led them from captivity through the waters of the Red Sea into the Promised Land. What an experience that must have been. Praise the Lord. We have so much more to praise him for. Our own Exodus, when the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, saved us from death. God, through Jesus, leading us through the waters of baptism, away from the captivity of sin, into the promised land, eternity itself, to be with the Lord forever. We have so much to praise God for. Praise the Lord for his mighty acts, creation and redemption. Praise the Lord that he is still in control of this world. Even though it might not seem it at times, he is in control. In your private prayers, don't forget to praise the Lord for his mighty deeds. How should we praise him? Well, verse 3 to 5, with everything we have. These different musical instruments that are listed here, they represent various aspects of life. The sacred occasions, symbolized by the trumpet blast from Leviticus 25 verse 9. The joyful celebration of victory by the timber and the dance. Simple music making by the pipe and the flute. All these musical instruments, they come together, they harmonize, becoming a wonderful orchestra of praise. How shall we praise? Verse 2. According to his excellent greatness, our worship, our praise should bring glory to our great God and it should be centred on him and him alone. All that we do should be done well, should be well planned and well prepared. Not just trumpets, flutes, cymbals and harp, but the whole orchestra coming together. And that includes the little triangle itself to make the whole thing complete. The whole people of God coming together to praise him. How should we praise? How should we worship God? 
We should praise the Lord by our lives, by the way that we live our lives. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. That's real praise. It's not just a prayer. It's by what we do and not just what we say. It's the way that we live, lives set apart for God. Our lives should be acts of praise and worship, gratitude for all that God has done for us. The life of the Christian should be a self-offering of gratitude. We can praise God with a strong faith, a holy love and delight, having complete confidence in Jesus and belief in power over darkness, by universal respect for all of God's commands. Those little jobs that we do should become for us an act of praise and worship. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Every breath that we take can be an act of worship. There is so much that we don't know about God, so much that we don't know about real praise, but Psalm 150 says, Praise the Lord. Let us enjoy him. Praise the Lord with lives that are set on fire with love for him now and forever. Let's pray together. Psalm, uh, Father, we give thanks for this amazing psalm, Psalm 150, that, is, that encourages us to praise you. Help us this day to do just that, to give praise to you for all things, from the smallest to the greatest. And might, may we look for signs of you this day that we might give you the glory that you are due. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, thank you for joining with us again today. And I hope to see you out and about in the week. If not, uh, I'll see you hopefully on Sunday for our online service. If you can't be there in, in, the, in the physical sense, then, uh, but if not, I'll see you there. But until then, God bless.